Y'all want to see me make an attempt at being the calm Cody? Well, we're going we're gonna to give it a go. Uh, obviously, we're going to talk about recruiting, but I think we should also re-engage on the discussion of when in the evolutionary process is it okay to climb a little bit higher and to be okay with that expectation. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for jumping on and making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on every single podcasting platform as well as YouTube. Uh, you can find me at Aldeo State on Twitter uh, and, and fire away there as well. So, yes, naturally, we have to talk about the recruiting class. Um, you know, if you caught the show yesterday, we did discuss having the number one ranked transfer portal recruiting class in America. And so for the people that want to be all nan negative Nancy on there and, and this and that and the other, here's, here's what I will say. No matter what publication you look at, have everybody has Oklahoma State at least bare minimum hugging the top five best transfer classes in America. Why do I think on three sports has a little bit more growing credibility? Uh, not only did we have on three sports representative at Marshall Levinson on the show recently, but he was able to break down that one of the biggest brainchilds for two, four, seven sports and rivals is the dude who started on three. So arguably on three has a lot more in-depth capabilities and, and necessity in coverage than anybody else, right? It, it, sometimes if you build something, you get complacent. That's exactly what happened with 247 and Rivals. On three sports is somebody that's obviously trying to, to kick in that door comparable to us. And they do have us as number one transfer class in America. Uh, and then so if you combine that with the high school class, um, the, the general average ranking I heard earlier was number 39. So when you combine number one, top five, whatever transfer class with the number 55 um, high school class, that's what it equals. And so for all these people, uh, primarily OU fans, I believe, that are going to jump on here and be like, oh, look at this guy. He's okay with mediocrity. Well, no, that's, that's, that's far from the truth. I have several episodes where I've gone on a Gundy tirade and, and gone over how a lot of the records that we have, um, I'm talking about wins and losses, are due to him. The success is primarily due to him, but so is the inability to get over the hump, right? That proverbial mountaintop, we just we haven't been able to get there. So I think the criticism of Gundy is, is very fair a large portion of the time. Now, where in the fan base do we find that middle ground? Where do we you know, teeter-totter together? to figure out when it's fair to say, all right, we've ascended enough as a program to no longer be cool with seven, eight wins. It just, you know, I, I, I feel like, uh, you know, we're outgrowing that a little bit, but I had the, the, the fortune. I started a space 
but it got screwed up and then we moved to Sam Mays's page and then my phone <laughs> died and then I started or jumped in another uh, uh, Twitter space. And then I was in this Twitter space for like three or four hours. And so naturally recruiting is going to be super simplistic, uh, but I want to go really in depth with it. So I know that to cover all of the recruits, even if I just did the 17 high school kids, it's going to take longer than 30 minutes. I just, I, I know that for a fact. So I got to find a way to condense it down a little bit, but it's perfect because this space, you know, it made me realize that we're still kind of stuck in that rut. I think that there's a decent amount of people coming around. I, I, I don't agree with the we need a fire gunny right now crowd by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, with success, success comes expectations. And if you have more and more success, your expectations are supposed to grow, right? And that's uh, family, success, job, whatever, whatever realm you're, you're looking at. As I said before. If you ain't growing, you're dying. We lost some players because we had some issues in the locker room. And if you ask me, it looked a lot like uh, there was issues with the play calling. And there should have been. Like that, I don't think there's very many people that would, that would question that. I do think that sometimes we're pointing the blame a little bit in the wrong direction. I definitely don't think it's it's all undone because we have seen this repeat previously with other coordinators, right? Gundy just sometimes puts his hand too far in the cookie jar. But with this recruiting class, I I hope that us as fans can look past the proverbial uh, you guys number 50, number 39, whatever. It's the same old oaky light crap and yada, yada, yada. We've got to be able to just put that crap to bed because unfortunately you, you do hear more OU air quotes, expert punditry than you do Oklahoma state. And it's been that way for a long time. So I think that the, the part of the fan base that, you know, would jump in a space and, and say that eight wins next season is acceptable to me. I, I feel like it's unfair for us to continue to, to do so. It's un, it's unfair for us to continue to support the university, uh, but are constantly okay with underperforming, right? Let's face it. Either we're going to be a fan base that's just the, we're always okay with eight wins, uh, or we're the fan base that is looking to win a, a few more Big 12 titles. Am I sitting here saying that we're going to compete for national titles all the time? No, no, I'm not. But what I am saying is our expectations at some point in time should increase, correct? I mean, is that uh, is that not at least fair to ask? Again, this is the, the calm Cody show because I get super hyped up. I get, I get super reared up and ready to rock and roll. Everybody knows that. I do that. I do that plenty. I did that on the Twitter space. Uh, it was some, some guy talking about the Pac-12 in Utah. And it started out actually so awesome, to be honest with you. Uh, and we'll, we'll get to that in a second. But you guys already know. 
Um, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be feeling like I, I did this thing correctly today if I didn't let you know that BetOnline.net is your number one sp- source for sports betting news, stats, and analysis. You get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball to World Cup. We've got you covered at BetOnline.net, and if you love sports podcast, boom, got you covered there as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use the mobile device to learn more. Bet online. That is where the game starts. And here on Locked on Oklahoma State, we are simply here to point you in the right direction. Um, so, yeah, you know, I just um, – I think I'm just curious as to what – we need to do as a football team or university or what, what needs to happen um, for, you know, all of us at a fan, as a fan base to, to collectively come together. Now are, are there always going to be some arguments and disagreements and upon fans? Yes, I get that. But I just, how can we always say that we, we want what's best for the university, but then, we don't hold ourselves to the standard that our athletics programs have ascended to, right? Once you taste it and you have the recruiting ability and you have the NIL collective ability and you have the facilities ability and the recruiting acumen ability and the consistency and winning ability and the coaching staff consistency ability, all of these things should add up to higher expectations, should they not? Should we all collectively just be cool with seven, eight wins? I feel like a a large portion of the fans are starting to kind of move a little bit away from that direction. But clearly, after the space that I jumped on today, there is still a decent number of Oklahoma State fans that think that seven, eight wins is okay next, next season. That just, it bothers me. That bothers me as a fan. Um, it, it bothers me as somebody, you know, that, that covers the university. Because just like I aim to help get this show and help other shows uh, flourish and get bigger and get better and get better so we can drown out all the negative bull honky you hear out of Oklahoma and national media on a regular basis. Again, guys, it's not a lack of talent. It's not a lack of winning. It's not a lack of success, recruiting, all that fun jazz. I think that it, it's at least reasonable to, to have a discussion on whether our ability to overlook potential uh, just out of fear. What's that? What's that saying? FOMO, fear of missing out. Everybody's just so deathly afraid to hold Gundy to a, a the standard that he has earned, right? He's deserved a higher standard. But we're so deathly afraid of, of Gundy leaving and us going backwards that we're, we would rather just be okay with seven, eight win seasons than dare take a, a step backwards. Um, is that, um, is that, I don't know, is, is that the opinion of, of a good chunk of people? I feel like we've got a pretty good pulse on the fan base here, right? I feel like our interactions have done nothing but continue to help growth and more growth and more growth. But evidently, it's not, we're not, we're not, we're still not, we're nowhere near, nowhere near where we need to be. 
because again, I don't think it's it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy to expect this team and this coach to do big things. Right? People think that just because we lose Spencer Sanders and Mason Cobb and Jabbar Muhammad that the wheels are supposed to fall off. Well, then why did we have you know so many uh, talented quality freshmen get get so much playing time this year? Was it for them to learn again next season? Right, the, the training wheels are are now off for a large portion of last year's recruiting class. There's no more training wheels involved. So if a lot of those dudes got to play and we expect them to progress. And then you you factor in your, your Justin Wrights of the world or your Anthony Goodloes of the world or your Ladarius Webb Juniors of the world. It, it, it should add up to more. I guess maybe that's just my opinion. I hope it's an opinion that, that becomes infectious because I want more for Oklahoma State. Kenny Gajewski has set a bar, a very high bar, in softball. Now, if he had a bad season, would it be a big deal? No, 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 no not at all. If he had a, a few off-kilter seasons, would it be terrible? No, probably not at all. But would you be a little bit disappointed? If you got a Big 12 title that you just won last year, knocking off the Goliath of softball, you win Bedlam to win a Big 12 title. And now you uh, are good enough to go to the Women's College World Series every single year. So as a fan base, if we have, you know, a a top 10 recruiting class, right? A top 10 team. And we finish with a a 500 record. That's okay for a, a, a little bit, right? But you're talking titles. That's 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 something that we have struggled with in football. If if we have three or even two more Big Twelve titles, this is this is definitely not a conversation. If we have two or three more titles, Gundy can keep his five year rolling annual year renewal type type contract. I'm fine with that. But I'm not fine with paying somebody eight million dollars to keep winning seven eight games. We just won 12. And our, our, our failure to capitalize since 2011 has been some, some, somewhat of an issue. So, you know, eventually, I think that we have to capitalize or we lose all of this momentum we've been building for such a long time, this Gundy momentum. But I will say this recruiting class is giving me a lot of hope that there's something, something changing in the water in Stillwater. Um, you know, we could, I could, I could end up being completely wrong and it ain't the first time I'll be wrong. It won't be the last time I'm wrong. It's, it's the, the, the nature of the beast. And so I love this job, right? People have the ability to, to pull receipts and, and ask questions and it is what it is. But to me, it just, it, it doesn't, it's not fair to the university to be okay with another 7-8 win season. Because if we're having issues with the recruiting class right now, when you combine transfer in high school and we even out at the number 39 class in America, 
if you don't like that, then how are you going to like, you know, the 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 recruiting if we start becoming a consistent seven and eight win team instead of a consistent nine, ten, eleven win team? Again, guys, I'm not I'm not ragging on nobody, right? I just I I think that at some point in time we have to have the discussion. And it's not about a Gundy hater or anything like that. It's nothing more or nothing less than wanting what's best for Oklahoma State University. And football is the moneymaker. Football drives all revenue. That's a fact of life. It's a fact of life that basketball has to deal with, baseball has to deal with, softball has to deal with, tennis has to deal with. If the football program is not making a, a decent, healthy, healthy amount of money, all of your other sports will suffer as well. So how much money do you think we're worth if we're only winning seven, eight win game, uh, eight wins this season? I'm just saying eventually it's going to start to dissipate, right? Eventually the, the, the spark will, will fizzle a little bit if you don't inject new things into it. Again, that's with the job. It's with the relationship. It's it, all walks of life. I've said before, if you ain't growing, you're dying. And I just, I, I, I hate that we as a fan base still, unfortunately, fall into this trap of, well, let's just be okay with whatever so we don't go backwards. Scared money don't make money. In other words, if you ain't willing to take the risk, you're always going to stay in the same spot. Just like we try to apply this stuff to jobs and life. If you're cool with staying a receptionist forever, then yeah, you do you. But if you have aspirations and you know you can help the company do more, then you're probably not going to always want to be a receptionist. We have been stuck at like a receptionist with a fancy title for, for quite some time now. When do we decide to promote ourselves as a fan base? When do we decide to promote the university? Because acceptance of failure is not, I, I think, a good way to grow. I don't think it's a great way to grow the brand. If we just keep being okay with seven, eight, nine wins, then that'll just be that. And football will look the same forever and basketball and baseball, everything, right? The money has to start from the top. If you're not growing, you're dying. I don't like to, I don't like to think of us dying. I don't see that at all, but I do see that it could, it could turn around and bite us. Maybe possibly quicker than we can ascend to a national title, right? I understand the fear of missing, you know, Gundy's win total. Right? I get that. But if you don't reach, if you don't reach for further, then you know what? What are, what are we doing? We all growing up never, I don't think, necessarily thought Oklahoma State playing for a national title was going to be super relevant. 
And then 2011 happens and we get robbed, like straight up, no doubt about it. Somebody manipulated something and we got screwed. If people want to come out and say I'm a conspiracy theorist, well, there's a reason they got rid of the BCS right after that. It's because they, they knew that it got skewed. And so they wanted to do away with that, that element, right? More human element mixed in with the computer type stuff. But now it's a, uh, up until TCU getting in and Cincinnati getting in, it was just a, a glorified beauty pageant. I do think that the 12 team playoff is going to be very beneficial, um, which we will make sure that we get into and I'll kind of segue into the, some of the Pac-12 conversations, but it just makes me wonder what the recruits think. Not the players on campus. I'm saying the recruits. If we want to talk about recruiting, how are we going to ever get over the top 25, top 30 hump? regularly if our fan base is cool with dudes coming in to win seven eight games again it just it doesn't make sense being okay because you're afraid is that's not a way to live um you know it's like that that saying i'd rather die standing than be okay with quote unquote living on my knees same thing We need to at least have a conversation about when our expectations uh, should rise. Or, I guess, have a, start having more open discussions on why we are sometimes okay with back-to-back failures of a season. Like, again, I don't think I'm being negative. I'm not sugarcoating anything for sure, but I'm definitely not being negative. I'm just trying to... I'm trying to reach on every side of the aisle possible. And I'm trying to just shed some light on the fact that we as a university should expect more because we've done more. We're worth more. Because if we don't capitalize on it, the backwards that everybody's afraid of without Gundy is going to happen with Gundy. This is a new age and we're set up very, very well. But again, we didn't capitalize off of the 2011 success. We didn't capitalize off of uh, basically playing for a Big 12 title spot in 2013, 2015, 2017. Right? The list goes on and on and on. And, yeah, you know, we had a rough patch there where we had, you know, Mason Rudolph and Justice Hill and Marcel Aitman and Dylan Stoner and Tyron Johnson and James Washington. And in all those times, you know, we just – struggled against OU. So if we want to give a pass for Bedlam, I don't necessarily agree with it, but if you wanted to do that, okay. The only way seven, eight wins should even remotely be acceptable, in my opinion, is if we just hammered the doors off of OU. Right? If we beat OU 40 to seven, I can maybe stomach maybe an eight win season, but I still think it would be a failure of a year. I still think it should be something that we hold everybody accountable for. The same the way that we've built Oklahoma State 
has to be the same way that we respect how it's 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 operated and it's okay to be okay with having higher expectations and the, the, the years of winning two games three games four games those are quite quite a ways in the rearview mirror so when do we kind of grasp on to the success that we've had and, 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 and hope that we get more out of it. As for the, the PAC 12 thing, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's a dead conference walking. It just is. Uh, somebody was in a space earlier, you know, was asking about Utah and we like Utah a lot. There's a lot of similarities, right? You know, their, their coach is top three winningest ever at his alma mater, along with Kirk Ferentz and Mike Gundy, right? They're the darling of the Pac-12, but they've, they've, won, they've won some championships. You know, other than that, you know, we're pretty common, pretty similar. But then this, this talk about this two-super conference thing, I know things change a lot. But if you just look at the financial side of things, the TV viewership side of things, and the way the business is done, there's no way that the Big 12 would be getting the amount of money it's getting, which is darn near double almost what the Pac-12 is going to get. You're not going to pay the Big 12 an insane amount of money to then get rid of them. So if any of state fans are on that space and had any concerns, I think you can easily, easily, easily put those to bed. If anything, I think we absorb Arizona and Colorado in the in the near future. Am I saying that my preference is Arizona and Colorado over an Arizona State? Any Utah? No, maybe not. But we're not talking about my preference. We're talking about what I think is most likely to happen. Brett Yormark is he's a good one. And I just, uh, you know, I thought it was completely unnecessary. Um so for anybody that was in that, I just wanted to cover that. Don't stress. The Pac-12 is, they will cease to exist, exist, in my opinion, at some point in time in the next few years. So it'll be, it'll be an irrelevant conversation. Whatever happens to Utah, obviously they've positioned themselves to be put in a good spot moving forward. So they're going to be fine. But this two super conference thing from a, a monetary value alone just doesn't make any sense anymore. The 12-team playoff format will keep uh, the Pac-12 together, maybe on life support a little bit longer, but nonetheless, I think it's an inevitability that the plug gets pulled. Okay, so let's just kind of uh, hopefully take out the trash on that one. And then, you know, for the space, fortunately, we didn't get to jump into a bunch of recruiting, which is great for the show. <laughs> that means I still got a crap ton of content. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be cool, but you know. There's some people that, that want to give Zane Flores a hard time. I don't know why. Like, I don't get it. The kid started as a freshman at a school, no matter what level, what state, doesn't it doesn't matter. This school, Gretna High School in Nebraska, has never, ever had a freshman start for varsity at any position at any time, ever. Are they a powerhouse? No, not necessarily. 
but are they a, a pretty good uh, pretty good level of idea of what you've got in a kid? Yeah. He's clearly far above most people at his age, right? And we had uh, Kenyatta Ride and Sam, Sam Mays, obviously, you know, in spaces earlier, kind of covering some of that. I get the knee-jerk reaction to get a transfer quarterback. And, again, I'm not opposed to it as long as we get a guy that, that makes immediate sense. Like, I don't see the need in getting a guy that most likely may or may not even win the starting job. This didn't make a lot of sense to me. Zane Flores is legitimate, and he's already 6'3", 195, right here, right now. So the body by glass is going to do nothing but massively benefit him. And, yeah. Yeah, we've got uh, Hudson Kark. Um, I'll let him explain the enunciation part tomorrow, uh, but we're going to have him on in the morning because it'll be evening time for him. Uh, we also have a Hall of Fame college sports uh, OU representative. We're going to kind of do a uh, uh, recruiting overview, I guess you could say, um, just to dispel some myths, right? I don't cover uh, OU stuff every day, so I'm sure I'm going to learn something. This dude doesn't cover OSU stuff every day, so I, I know he's going to learn some stuff as well. It should be a pretty good back and forth regardless of, you know, whatever whatever direction it, it, it goes. So I'm excited about that. We've got some more announcements on current players and previous players that, that'll be uh, coming in soon. So you know the drill, y'all. I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. Thank you for making Locked On Oklahoma State your daily stop for all things Cowboy and Cowgirl related until tomorrow morning when we have Hudson on. Later, y'all.